Welcome to episode 88 of the uh, Valley Sports Talk podcast. Um, we are back today. Uh, we are a day out from our first ever Valley Sports Talk hockey tournament. Um, it comes out the day of, so if you guys are watching it, you're either watching it after or on the day. So, um, yeah. Sorry, I was taking a drink. All good. Um so yeah, uh, today we didn't really have uh much to talk about. Um, uh, oh, we don't. Sorry, we don't have. We have a lot. We do have a, a decent amount to talk about. Um, but we had we didn't talk about uh about it that much. Didn't talk about what? What me and you? Me and you? What we're talking about? Sorry. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah. We, the last last week uh, we forgot to bring up one thing was the um excuse me the Nylander extension um which we forgot to talk about last week uh just sort of your thoughts obviously being a Leafs fan having forty seven million dollars tied up into four players that have not proven to be able to do anything in the playoffs and are currently only two points ahead of the Penguins for a playoff spot and the Penguins have two games in hand on you guys. <laughs> yeah, the Leafs so just love there's, blowing there's trouble. Recently. There's trouble in, in Leafland right now. When isn't there trouble in Leafland? I mean, um, obviously the season he's been having, you can't really complain about, about the money. Like 11-5 makes sense. Um, when they were arguing in the summer, it seems irrelevant now. They should have just got that done if you're playing Willie on the first line. With uh, uh, Matthews and Marner, or Matthews and uh, Nyes, or Matthews and whoever, uh, he's going to put up a lot of points. You knew this was definitely in the cards um, over the past couple of years. Like he's, you, you can assume he's going to be at least a point a game player. And and I mean, if like eleven five is just so much, and that wasn't in the cards over the summer. They were battling between like they were more in that uh, like ten maybe just over 10 in the nines and yeah is so like it just yeah it should have just been done in the summer if that was the case if if you were planning on putting willie on the first line with matthews um he's gonna assist all the goalies on the first power play like he just it, it's, it was gonna happen like you saw it coming um they just got no money to keep the puck out of the net now and that's their biggest thing they can score goals but they can't they can't keep the puck out of the net as we've seen recently and and if you can't keep the puck out of your net, I mean, that's the whole thing in the playoffs, right? We've been saying the same thing about this team forever. Is the playoffs is a different style of hockey, and it's more of a keep your puck out of the net type of game than, than put the puck in the other team's net. And uh, they can't do that. So Yeah, um, just just sort of reiterating what you said. The, I think they were, the Leafs wanted like eight and a half in the summer. Um, the yeah. Neal camp wanted just north of nine. Um, obviously, you didn't expect, not that you didn't expect it, but the Leafs weren't expecting Nylander to have the season he's playing. Um, he's playing, you know, probably he's probably going to finish top ten in MVP voting. He's going to get votes there. Um, he's an All Star for a reason. Obviously, looking back on it, the Leafs probably would rather have that two mil if they would have if Nylander wanted nine and a half. Um, going into the going into the season, uh, I think the Leafs now would have jumped on that. Um, obviously you, you have Tavares this year and next year at 11. Um, then he is in his age 34 season. Um, probably you would just hope that he would take sort of a hometown discount, kind of maybe like 
along the lines of what Malk and, and Latang took, um, just the first ones that come to my mind, you know, maybe, maybe a longer term at a lower AAV, um, you know, save them some money there. But do you, you mentioned the, the trouble in net. Um, you do have Joseph Wall coming back soon. He had a good start to the season until he got hurt. Um, do you think that having obviously 11 and 47 mil tied up in these four players is going to be an issue come playoff time? Uh, I think it will be just because I actually don't think the troubles keeping the puck out of the net is actually on the goalies for this team. Um, Wall's been Wall's been pretty good. Like you can't ask for much more from that young of a goalie in the NHL. Uh, Martin Jones has been really good for the Leafs since being called up, and and obviously Samsonov's been the problem. It like hasn't had a great season, obviously, but since he's come back from the AHL, he's actually been pretty good. Um, like we've seen flashes from him in the past, and you can kind of tell that not that he's going to turn it around and be a top five goalie or anything, but you can tell that at the beginning of the year, mental health or something mental was definitely playing a big part in that as now that he's back from the AHL, he's played, I think three games and he's looked pretty good in all three. Um, so I think it was just a mental block there. So I think they do have three, I wouldn't say any superstar goalies, but they got average goaltending, um, and as you've seen from teams in the past, you can get by with average goaltending if, if your defense is good. But that's where Toronto lacks is their defense. I don't think it's the goalie. I think it's the defense. And for years now, we've been saying out of defenseman, and and maybe that would have been able to have been possible at the trade deadline. But after all this this money, it's going to be tough to get a to get a yeah. They're going to actually to... change something. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, there. no, you're good. Um, they're gonna have if. I... I don't, I think they'll obviously make moves because the Leafs are obviously they've been in their win now mode since sort of they drafted Matthews, they got Tavares, you know, they have all those, they have 47 mil locked up to four players. They're obviously in a win now situation and this team is good enough to win now. They're just sort of on a little slump right now. Um, obviously, you just mentioned a defenseman. Some names have been thrown out around Toronto regarding a defenseman. Um, there's going to have to move some sort of contract of value to get a defenseman who is sort of the odd, like obviously they're not trading any of their top four. They're not going to trade somebody like Nyes. Who, who do you think sort of is the top uh, sort of guy that is making a decent amount of money, maybe on the third or fourth line that sort of gets shipped out? You know, that's a good question because you look at these, you look at this roster and everyone that's making money is you like, you can't, you can't move them, right? Like, I I don't know where they find cap space. Um, like when you're looking at the defense, the only two people making above two million dollars are TJ Brody and Morgan Riley, and then you're not getting rid of either one of them. I don't think I'd be I would be shocked if they got rid of TJ Brody. To be honest, even though he's on his last year of his contract, um, so it's it's you can't make you can't make any cap space there, and and on forwards like maybe max domi who's making three million dollars but max domi's been good as a leaf um i think i think if you're going to trade someone it's maybe got to be tyler bertuzzi you haven't gotten what you wanted from him he is making five and a half on a one-year deal um and i think personally i do think it's it's a one-year rental anyways i think that was the plan um so if you do move somebody, maybe Bertuzzi, but then again, Bertuzzi, you don't see his true value until the playoffs. So I think honestly, they're just kind of stuck at this point. I think this like upon like maybe a bottom pairing defenseman, I like 
Toronto needs a top four defenseman, and I just don't think they can get that anymore. Yeah, um, it's it's. See, the first one that sort of came to mind for me it was Yarncroke because I think he has, like, I know that he's been good for the Leafs, and the Leafs probably don't want to trade him. But I think out of the forwards, like you named Bertuzzi's not doing what you want. Domi's been moved around um, so much in the last couple of years. I don't think either of those two get moved. Um, I also don't think the Leafs sort of win a trade if they trade those, even though, like you said, Bertuzzi has not been good. Um, I As much as it sucks, I think Yarn Croak is the odd one out, in my opinion. Um, and even then, I think you might have to attach somebody like Nicholas Robertson to a trade to get a decent defenseman, just based off how much the Leafs are in caps um hell right now uh, and if you want or even if you, if you want you can throw in like uh like even i don't know i don't know if Car how much uh trade value connor timmons has um to that but to me the one that will get you a defenseman a decent defenseman is yarn croak um because i think he has the most sort of value in that middle to bottom or that middle six range um and even then you got i think the least have to attach a, a higher draft pick too. And I don't think that they're, I don't think that really bothers them to, at this point to, to attach a, a high draft pick to it. No, I mean, yeah, like he's, he's got 19 points in 42 games. Like he's going to, he's going to be a 40 point guy. He was a 40 point guy last year as well. Like that's just kind of what he is. He's on a pretty good contract, like two mil for the next three years. Um, but then again, is, is a 32 year old, Kelly Yarncroke getting you a top four D. Like I mean, yes, you you'd have to put in someone like you said, like a Nick Robertson or or a draft pick. But other than that, like Toronto's prospects aren't aren't that great. So there's not yeah, much to no. trade there. I, I do like I do it sort of does. Um I don't know if Calgary would do it, but like something like a Chris Tanev um makes sense for Toronto, you know, like a sort of lockdown defense and can play the fourth pairing with either uh Giordano who's clinging on to life or even um I don't know who else is on that D. Who else? Jake McCabe. Like that'd be that'd be a great shutdown to pairing. I don't. You wouldn't get very much offense out of Jake McCabe and Brandon T and Chris Tanev, but that would be a, a great shutdown. Um, shutdown pairing. He is making four and a half. So, Yarn Croak. I don't even know if that gets you unless the Flames retain. Um, he would be a rental. He's a UFA this coming summer. But someone like that. Um, I don't think you're getting Noah Hannafin. Uh, I think he's got too much. There's no way. Um, I'm just looking at some of these. Defenseman, you know, Philip Broberg, he's only making 800K, but he's an RFA. I don't know if he really makes a whole lot of sense. He's also not really defensive. Like, he's... No, he's not. Um... <laughs> I don't know. It's just tough because, like, I don't know. Like you said, like, obviously Chris Tanev's a shut-it-down guy. Um, We've seen it in the playoffs before, but we keep getting these rentals, and it's just like, what's the point when you just lose in the first round? Like, like a like a Luke Shen last year. Like, how many more times are we going to get a one year rental defensive yeah. rental just to lose? <laughs> like, yeah. are you going to trade Nick Robertson just to get a one year like one playoff run of of Chris Tanev? I don't know. I don't know. Robertson is an RFA, so it would be sort of. I don't know. I don't know what I haven't watched Rancho Lee's games. Like, what do you think Robertson sort of projects to make this offseason? I don't think any more than two mil. No, he's not going to make close. much, which is huge for the Leafs. Um, and they do have his rights, obviously. So if he does get matched, you can just let him go and get compensation for it. Yeah, he's like a half a game player on the Leafs right now. Um, I mean, with with the ice time he's getting, that's pretty good. And he's still only 22. Injuries have kind of killed his career so far. So. I do think he's still got quite a bit of potential if they can 
if they can wait it out, I don't know if, if they have the patience to wait that out, though, with the roster they have right now. So we'll see. Um, anyways, we'll sort of move off the Leafs. We'll jump on to another Toronto team, um, except this time we're going to talk about the Raptors. Uh, we don't talk very much basketball anymore on this pod. It's more of a NFL, NHL. But the Raptors, 100% going into the Scotty Barnes era. Um couple weeks ago, they traded, or just before New Year's, they traded OG to the Knicks for R.J. Barrett, Manuel Quickly, and a second-round pick. Um, they also got rid of Precious Achua and Malachi Flynn, who are just sort of playing uh, late bench minutes for them. But then yesterday, they officially went into the f- full rebuild slash, I think it's more of a retool. I think they're they're too bad to be um, in a complete rebuild. I think they're too good, sorry, to be in a complete rebuild. Um, Pascal Siakam to the Indiana Pacers. For Bruce Brown, uh, Jaden Wara, and three first-round picks, and then they also they also acquired Kyra Lewis uh, from a third team uh, from the Pelicans. Um, being that we don't talk much basketball, um, do you like these moves? Yeah, obviously, um, we were watching when they when they made their title run there, and OG and and Pascal were huge parts of that, but. It's time. They've been so mediocre at basically ever since that title run. And being mediocre in professional sports is the worst spot to be. You either want to be really good or really bad. Um, they're just fighting for that play-in spot just to not make it and then not get a good draft pick. Um, so they finally went in the direction. I'm so happy they did. Um, Emmanuel Quickly and RJ Barrett have both looked really good in a Raptors uniform so so far. Emmanuel Quickly... Um, has shined in a starting role now. He wasn't starting in, in New York, and I think that's huge for him. They're both under 25 also, which is huge. And that second-round pick is a Detroit, so it's basically... Basically a late first. It's basically a first-round pick. And then for Pascal, um, I'm kind of shocked they got three firsts for him. Honestly, he's been on the block for what seems like two years now. And to still get and he's, three... And he's uh, expiring this year. Yeah, exactly. You're not guaranteed to, to bring him back. Like, to get three firsts and... And two rotational players, although they're they're on the, they're still in their twenties, but they're they're both over 20, 26, I, think, I believe. I think Bruce oh. Brown gets flipped. I do too. I think if they can turn Bruce Brown into another first round pick, then like I feel like a have, contender would be. Looking they already have. I think they already have projected four first round picks this year. The Raptors. Yeah, and if, if or, or three in a late second, or in an but early they also, I I was watching a video on it. They have to. Um, give the worst of the picks to someone. No, it's they have three years to give the Spurs. I think one of their draft picks from the Purtle from the Purtle trade. So yeah, um, so yeah, like you said, and we we do have, um, RJ is locked up. He is making a decent amount of money, but I mean, you have him locked up for the next four. Um, you don't have to worry about that. You have quickly who's still in his rookie deal. Um, I'm sure they can get that and. Even then, like we just said, this is now Scotty Barnes' team. Um, and in their first win last night, they beat a playoff team in the Miami Heat by over 25 points. So, I mean, obviously a very good start to the Scotty Barnes era. Um, I don't I don't really want them to make a play-in tournament this year. I want them to get a higher draft pick. Um, I'm down for them just to completely tank and just sort of sort of gain the chemistry of quickly um Barnes and RJ. Um but I don't know. It's weird. I don't know where I was going with that, but I'd rather them be out of the play-in because the play-in tournament, they, all you got to do is win one game and you're in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden your lottery pick turns into a late teens pick because you ain't going anywhere in the playoffs. You're not beating 
you're not beating the Pacers, you're not beating the Bucks, Philly, you're not beating any of those guys. So it doesn't really make sense for me for the Raptors situation right now to fight for a play in spot. I know obviously the Raptors are gonna you want to win games as a as a franchise. You don't want to just lose. Um, but it doesn't make sense to me for them to continue trying to play uh into a play in spot. No, look, I'm just looking at the overall stats right now, and you look at the teams underneath them. You got the Pistons, the Spurs, the Wizards, the Hornets, the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies. I think the Raptors are better than all the teams they're above right now, so I don't see them dropping any farther than that. They're seven. Even then, I, I saw the I saw the gap in the East at least. I don't know about the West, but like from the rat where the Raptors are, I think like the next team is like six or seven games below them. Uh, yeah, the Raptors are sixteen games back, and the Hornets are twenty two and a half, which yeah. is six and a half. Six and a half games. Um, but yeah, like there's there's the teams right above them. The East is still close. Like the the Brooklyn Nets are a half a game up on them. Uh, the the Hawks are a game up on them. The Bulls are two games up on them. So I feel like you you don't want to pass those guys because, like you said, you're not you're not beating the Celtics. You're not beating the Bucks. You're not beating the Seventy Sixers. Like there, it's just there's no point. So if you can stay in that seven top seven range, I think that's. That's kind of ideal because, like I said, it, it's going to be hard to drop between the drop underneath the teams that are already underneath them. Anyways, <laughs> some yep. sad teams in the NBA this year. Yeah, there is. No kidding. Anyways, it's a uh, a new era in Toronto. Um, moving on, just to quickly get to the final sport, um, just some head coaching news. Atlanta has is having their second interview with Bill Belichick, so all signs are pointing towards. The greatest coach of all time joining Atlanta. Um, I have yet to sort of get it past my brain that I like this move. I just tearing everything down for two to three years of Belichick doesn't make sense to me. I'm still um I'm still on the same path that we were on last episode. I just don't think it makes sense for the young quarterback, whether that is um oh my god, I'm blanking. Um Ritter. Whether that is Desmond Ritter or you go elsewhere in the draft. Um, or you even trade for Justin Fields. I know it's been rumored, but. Really, I haven't heard that. That'd be crazy. Um, yeah, I just don't think it makes much sense either way. You're going to have a young quarterback, I think, either way. I think it would. I don't, I don't, I just don't see a Kirk. Cousins I don't see, I, thing. being a Falcons well, fan, I don't see Ritter running it back. So it's going to be a new quarterback, in my opinion. They could completely just throw me out and go for a third year. But I don't think, especially if you sign Belichick, you're going to to all in. You're going to be a competitive team. Or you're trying to be a competitive team, which I think Atlanta is. We saw them be competitive this year. Um, they were one win away for, or one win and a loss from the Bucks from being in the playoffs playing Philly. Um, they just didn't have a quarterback. They have a, they had a great defense. They had a top five defense in the league this year, stats-wise. Um, and they have weapons, young weapons on the offense. They just need a quarterback to finish that system. I will... I, it's, I don't know. It's weird. I was going to say I'll preach that, but I think everybody knows <laughs> that at this point that they just, all they need is a quarterback, which obviously is the most important position in football. So, I mean, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. Their defense is, is, um, a lot better than, than previous years. They're not the, uh, the choke artists of the NFL anymore, I don't think. No, um, usually it's but, their defense. Now it's their offense. Yeah, exactly. But they got, they still got Kyle Pitts. They just need to find a quarterback that'll actually throw to them. Drake London had a huge year this year. Um, obviously they got, tons of rb depth <laughs> that that is uh whether it's cordell or it's Bijan. Or, 
Bijan or as, you know you can tell or you got just so many options back there so and they're all kind of they're all good pass catchers as well so um yeah I don't know this team's offense seems pretty good and young the defense seems pretty good uh and they just need a quarterback and and maybe with Bill Belichick they get one so we'll see about that yep but um, uh, we had the the first round of the playoffs yes um, how did I how did I not how did I not talk about that I don't know we both got the Texans right I got one pick right. Nobody. You only got one. I only got. I only got the. Uh, the Texans. I only got the Texans right. Damn! I got one, I, two. Nobody, nobody. If you're listening to this, don't listen to me for football for football knowledge, betting picks. Don't listen to me at all. I don't know what I'm talking about. I went four for six. I didn't pick the Chiefs or the Cowboy or the the the. Packers, sorry. So even my even my dad back. was was heckling me. He goes, he texts me after the on Monday after the the games. He goes, nice picks. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah don't listen six. to me. I'll take I'll take sixty six percent. I'll take four for six. Um, it was kind of the the week of of upsets. Like I know the Texans weren't favored. They won. Um, we were supposed to get a close game with the Chiefs. That was never close. The Packers destroyed the Cowboys, even though the score was closer than it actually was. Um, the Rams and Lions was really the only game that lived up to it. Like, that was a really good game. Um, Bills destroyed the Steelers, and, and the, the Bucks destroyed the Eagles. The Eagles had nothing going. Um, you called that one. Probably Kelsey's last game. <laughs> Who? You think it's Kelsey's last game? Jason? Yeah. You already retired. It's is it official? Yeah, he already I, announced. He announced it. He, he, they announced it like right after the game. No, I know, but then he went on a podcast and said he didn't actually. He hasn't decided yet on his podcast with his brother. Oh. Well, the NFL has oh. already posted all of it. I feel like I feel like he's going to anyways, even if he did say that. Yeah, we'll see. I guess. Um, what do you think about? Should we do predictions for this week? Yeah, so let's you quickly make some yourself? picks before I gotta get off to coaching. Sounds good. On Saturday, we got um, the first game is Houston and Baltimore. I think this is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a good one too. I'm going to stick with this is I, this is the only one I got right. I'm going to stick with my pick that was posted. Um, I'm going to go Ravens, even though I think the Texans could can put up a fight here. Yeah, when we did our um, when we did our Instagram thing, I think I picked the Ravens over the Texans as well. So I will. You had the Ravens winning the, the, Ravens winning the bowl. I did have the Ravens winning the Super Bowl, so let's go Ravens. Um, I think it should still be a close game, though, because uh, CJ Stroud doesn't turn the ball over, so it should be a good one. Um, the late game on Saturday, which kind of sucks because I won't be able to watch it because we're at this tournament, is uh, the Packers and, and San Fran. Yeah, I had San Fran. Oh, I didn't even have I didn't have the Packers beating Dallas, even though they completely um, made me look like an idiot. Uh, I have the, the 49ers winning the Super Bowl. I just think they're too complete of a team. Um, I think this defense will give uh, Jordan Love a bit more, a bit more of a tough time than than the um, Dallas defense did. So I will go uh, stick with the 49ers in this, even though I was very impressed by Green Bay and Jordan Love, uh, especially in their first game. Yeah, I had the Ravens and San Fran meeting in the Super Bowl, just as you did. Um, but you know, we're switching that. You know, we got to be bandwagon. They beat Dallas. That came out of nowhere. You can't, you can't nowhere, call yourself a bandwagon. You already cheer for them. I guess, but I'm I'm gonna hop on the uh, the underdog story here. If if they can play like they played against Dallas, um, you can give any team a fight. So as long as they don't turn the ball over, it, it should be closer than the nine and a half the the books are giving them. 
I'll, I'll ride with my Packers. Uh, the early game on Sunday is Tampa Bay and Detroit. Yeah, I didn't pick either of these teams. Uh, I was very impressed with uh, with Baker, so I'm going to ride with Baker. I'm going to yeah. go Bucks. Baker did look really good, um, but so did this Detroit Lions team, especially in their home barn. Uh, I think it's going to be loud be, there, too. It's going to be very loud. I'm going to ride Detroit. I think we're going to have an NFC North conference finals. Lucky you. <laughs> and then Kansas City Buffalo. Probably yeah, the game obviously. of the week. We've seen this. We've seen this the last what three years in the playoffs. Yeah, it always goes Kansas City. This time, I'm gonna go Buffalo. I don't want to, but I'm going to. You know what? First time Patrick Mahomes hasn't played at home in the playoffs. Other you know what? Season. You make a very good point. You are right. It always goes Kansas City's way, and it still will go Kansas City's way. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kansas City wins this one. Um, Rasheed Rice looked really good. It, um, Even I don't know. Buff, Pacheco, we'll I, Buff. That I said Pacheco is going to be the difference maker if Kansas City is going to win. Pacheco was good. Pacheco was very good. And, and the Bills didn't, even though the score was lopsided, I feel like they didn't destroy the Steelers. No, I was, I was I was impressed with the Steelers' second half. Yeah, me too, which kind of scares me. <laughs> Fair enough. Bill. So we'll see. It's gone Kansas City's way too much, though. I know that they love Patrick Mahomes, but. You and Something's me disagree for three of the four picks, so one of us is going to have a good one. One of us is going to be really wrong. <laughs> I think that's good. Yeah, so with that, we'll wrap it up. Um, we got a busy weekend, or Brandon has a busy weekend because he's mainly running it, even though we all I'll be there, the majority of it, uh, helping him out. But yeah, if you guys enjoy, make sure you leave a like, subscribe, and we will be back next week. It's just luck in the tournament. <laughs>